0: Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journey and insights of some amazing association executives and partners so building the association industry that we need for tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum, I'm the CEO and Strategy Catalyst for Mystacoa. I partner with organizations on strat- strategic facilitation, and I'm excited to have with me today Nabil Algori, PhD, CAE, Executive Director of the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists. He's a member of the 2016 to 18 DELP Diversity Executive Leadership Program. He's currently the Vice Chair of the ACE Ethics Committee. He's bilingual, English and Spanish, and has spoken on five continents, Antarctica hopefully coming up sometime soon. <laughs> uh, and Nabil's topics of expertise include self-care for the CEO, ethics and association management, innovative strategies of chapters and components. Nabil, we're so happy to have you with us today.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for um, inviting me.
0: Well, was a uh, I will give the disclaimer that we picked the perfect moment in time because evidently the Blue Angels are doing a flyover between San Diego and LA, which is in the general area where you're located. So we may have a, the pleasure of hearing some uh, fighter jets there with some aerial acrobatics in the background. Yes,
1: so, I scheduled it. I planned it perfectly, right?
0: Well, I, I will say perhaps it relates to it. we like to start, of course, with acknowledging that you know rock stars come with some amazing Proud West, some amazing experience and amazing skills. And so uh, within all of your journey, what have you found to be one of your superpowers?
1: So um, it's, it's funny you should ask about superpowers because I really feel I discovered mine in, this, in responding to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I've been describing it to friends as that. And really, I think my superpower is leading in a crisis because I I feel I was acting as a CEO for the last two years. I was doing it, I was doing my job, but then I became one really in the last two months. Like I just started trusting my instinct, making smart decisions, um, thoughtful decisions, and then keeping a team cohesive. Um, When I reflect on where my association was Two years ago when I started to now, it's such a, um, a change. We have a, um, so at CAMF, the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, we have this, um, we have a, a golden handcuff benefit, which is we offer phone consultation for members with an attorney, so a legal consultation. And we take 18 to 24,000 legal consultation calls a year, Wow, so over 100 a day. And so this benefit is so critical to maintain. Yeah. And, and we were able to seamlessly transition from one day in the office to another day remote like that. Um, and when I started, we couldn't have done that because our AMS and our phone system were not set up for that. Yeah. And under my leadership, we changed it. And so we, we did that. But then also I've been um, keeping my team really... Um, positively focused so I record a video one to two minutes every day and I send it to them on Slack one message yeah, um, one tip for the day and then that's it and they see me smile I say the day and the date it's almost my captain's star log
0: I like uh, it
1: yeah so um, so it's been really I I really found that leading in a crisis is my superpower
0: well you know obviously there's a A number of steps it takes to get to the place where you're the leader through a crisis, you know, in your own your own journey. When did you realize that this association world is the, the home of, that the profession that you wanted to pursue
1: When did I, you know, I wasn't convinced when I started in associations that I that this would be my career. Um, I came from the industry. So I, I'm trained as a psychologist. I have my PhD. I'm licensed in Ohio. And started working at the American Psychological Association uh, and enjoyed it. But it was at first just an, almost an experiment, like doing something different. Yeah. And then really I discovered um, I loved all the projects I could work on. Because it wasn't the same thing. I, was, I, had a, I had a hand in starting a conference. I had a hand in running a board. I had a hand in marketing. I had a hand in advocacy. And so yeah. I really enjoyed every every day doing something different. And then the other thing that I really liked is that I'm really I see myself as a connector, and in at APA I was able to really connect people so easily because I knew so many people, and that was really when I discussed when I decided that I loved uh, association work.
0: Yeah, you know the the transition but the connection to like what you studied, I imagine allows you to have like a stronger connection, sort of the mission and vision. You clearly write the American psychological to where you are in California now. I mean, I imagine that makes it easy for you to talk about like the importance of the associations you worked for, associations overall.
1: I think so. Um, it i never ante- anticipated that my first executive director position would be for a mental health association Hmm. um because i do see myself as an association professional i earned my cae i feel i could work with any industry yeah Um, but it was the perfect place i mean it's in my hometown san diego and i understand the industry and uh and i can talk from the experience of a practitioner but also as an association exec so this is really um a lucky uh, roll of the dice.
0: So from looking within the space, uh, are there other leaders that you see that inspire you or do you see sort of the, the role that associations play that you're like these are the ones that are helping guide us to tomorrow?
1: You know, the I was thinking about how I was able to prepare for the crisis and I, I am eternally grateful to Cynthia Mills. So she is, she's one of my consultants here yes. at Camped, And she, I had a meeting with her February 25th and she said, watch out for COVID. Or, yep. for us. And, and I started prepping that day. So I got my team, my, my executive team and said, test everyone remote before, you know, quickly. And so we were able to test everyone remote, they could do it. Um, we did a trial run all remote on the 13th which is the day that california closed its schools the dominoes fell so fast and really i did i i remember thinking like in the week of the 13th like in the ninth say thinking okay my line of the sand is the schools when the schools close that that is a game right. and it was three days later the schools closed it was it was outrageous but um we had the only thing we were late was we had three com- uh, notebook computers that were back ordered and so they came okay. in on the 19th instead of the 16th
0: if that's the worst thing that happens you're doing okay I, you
1: know and everyone was able to work couple minor internet issues with some folks yeah everything went well so, but cynthia mills gave me the um, the heads up and that is such an important uh, tip i think is have a good team around you have a good good set of eyes um, yeah, to, to prepare, you know, to, to be ready for
0: anything. C- Cynthia, close friend, colleague, mentor to so, I mean, to me, to so many, right? And so okay. I'd say, I'd say, uh, on on the short list of how to become a rock star, having Cynthia Mills as your coach and your mentor is probably a, a good thing to have on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would also say, you know, for those that are not yet in the C-suite, right? For those that are thinking about, like, uh-huh. especially in a field in this moment, feels like we're really starting a new chapter in many ways for how we're going to function and operate, at least for the near future. Uh, you know, if you, were, if you were mentoring others, if you were mentoring future Delp scholars and giving them, you know, some perspective on, like, how do you determine what your, like, path of growth is and how to succeed on it? Uh, what would you tell them?
1: Um... I always encourage people to, to look to grow. I'm a big fan of professional development. So, so earn the CAE because it really does challenge um, how you It changes how you think Um, before this, before earning my CAE, I was very into operations and implementation and it really elevated my thinking to that strategic level. Um, So I do that. Um, at the same time, so I know a lot of people who are looking for new, new jobs, I always tell people, make sure that new position is something you are looking forward to, not that you're running away from where you are right now. Yeah. Because if you, you better be excited about this new opportunity. And I'm grateful that in my, in my role, I've been able to sponsor a lot of people to get new positions and new, new titles. And I'm really excited
0: about that. You know, I, uh, I often frequently have similar conversations with those that are looking to see what their next step in the journey will be. And so often what I hear is like, Oh, I want to find an organization who I really believe in their mission and vision. Uh And the juxtaposition of that with like, that is a wonderful component to have, but if the position you're taking is one where you're not going to love your work every day. Your passion for the mission and vision only gets you so far. Right. You know, and so that, uh, as you mentor others, right? Like, how do you how do you help them think about that place of balance between, right, the purpose of the organization as well as the purpose of the position and their own professional journey? What do you tell them to think
1: about? Um, I think it always starts with, um, I mean, you know, I'm a therapist in training at some point. So, I think mean, sure. there's sure. always...
0: I, I look forward to my analysis afterwards. Thank you.
1: There, there's always this juxtaposition for me, but I think it always starts with, within like think about yourself and what that what that opportunity would do you know both career-wise but also on a day-to-day basis i mean a good example actually um my mentor uh matthew duva he mentioned that you may not you may be stuck at a place for for a while don't plan everything as a stepping stone and we are in a we are in an era right now where jumping May be more difficult. I mean, you might onboard and never meet someone in person at your new company, and there right. are people doing that right now. Um, so, I think thinking thinking about what it is that you uh, enjoy about a work, about position, and 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 being being sure that about what what you are uh, certain for yourself, and then look at how how it fits with the position and the yeah. opportunities that you have.
0: So, you know, particularly in your own journey, as you went from perhaps you know, work within the field to like the experiment of American Psychological to taking a C-suite position, a CEO position for State Org, you know, as you think about like your long-term journey of ahead, I mean, mm-hmm. right, already clearly like- you're... Oh,
1: there it is. All
0: right, everyone picture the Blue Angels at that moment, that's what just happened. So,
1: that I- That's I, I awesome. Literally went over my building. I could feel it. Usually it's two miles north. Yeah. That felt a lot stronger. So this is a, uh, I kind of wish I was outside watching.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll we'll call it a hashtag blue angel moment uh, on on the conversation at least. We'll see if we can find a video to send you after. Uh, You know, as you're thinking about like the long term of your own journey, like not just like Mm -hmm maybe you'll be here forever. I'm not trying to rush you out of your position, right? But as you are like thinking, not just about the next two years, but the next five, 10, 15, yeah. 20. How do you think about your own journey going ahead?
1: You know, my journey has been in chapters and it was only at this most recent transition that I, dis- that I discovered that about myself, but I'm seven to 10 years at different places. And so um, grad school was nine years. My first job was almost seven, APA was nine years. And so I think about life and transitions. And there are different circumstances here in San Diego that might compel me to stay. Um, I have a dad who's 80 years old. I have a brother, adult brother with autism and yeah. he lives with my dad. And while we, I have my other brother and a cousin here, yeah. um, it's not, I'm an expert in autism. That's actually why I became a psychologist. So I might have an, a reason to stay longer than that chapter would normally be. Short. but you never know. I I I think being open to the opportunities that come is really important.
0: Yeah. You know. You know, I uh, we're we're connected in a number of places on social media and uh, the love for your brother is palpable. Uh, in you. how you, in how you
1: present yourself. Thank you. I mean it's it's such an important piece of me is, is that I Omar is such an important part of my life. People forget I have a third, a, a second brother. So there's three of us. I don't talk about him as much. Right. Um. But he is actually just as important in Omar's life. And, and I'm really grateful for Omar. Omar being in my life. I he is. It's hard to see him right now and not hug him. He yeah. comes up to me and I have to say, no, Omar, not right now. Uh, so it's it's tough. But thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Well, I think. I think whether it's my own like niece and nephews, whether it's our siblings, right? This is a a moment where so many of us in this space are those who show care explicitly for one another, those we care about. Uh, And we're struggling with how to do that. You know, I I guess I would ask this as we're getting near the end, as you think about succeeding, not just persevering, but succeeding in this moment, right? Knowing that, of course, a annual is going to be virtual this year and like the in-person meetings seem like they're on pause for a while. So those moments of like making new connections in person are being pushed to virtual settings at a minimum. Any thoughts you have that like the, we discover rock stars because of the connections we make because the relationships are able to form. Mm -hmm. Where should we find tomorrow's rock stars? How do we find where they are?
1: You know, I, I have this love-hate relationship with Twitter, but I I, I have made some amazing relationships off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both know uh, Cecilia Plaza, who's currently oh. at ASAE, yes, at, as the uh, director of the research office, and she and I met on Twitter because I uh, Delp had its my class had its first reunion December twenty sixteen, and I posted about it on Twitter. And she asked me about it. And then we started having conversations about DELP and applying for DELP. I sent her my materials. Yeah. And then it was uh, in April that year, we actually met in person for lunch. And, you know, normally you wouldn't meet anyone, you, you know, without not at a conference or something like that. Right. But uh, it developed into an amazing friendship. And I really, you know, I think you can meet some great rock stars in social media. I think we have to rethink about how we, uh, in this world, we have to rethink how we meet people. You know, okay. we're gonna meet a lot, there's gonna be a lot of people we meet through Zoom, through happy hours, through house yes. party, you know, yes. all, the, all these kind of ways.
0: Well, I'm hoping that we find ways to both highlight those that uh, can be the connectors to help some awesome people we have coming up, meet each other. Mm-hmm. And appreciate you giving us some time today.
1: Uh, to thank you. I here. appreciate it as well.
0: want to give a good shout out to Amy Hager, who as always is looking to engage you on the comments and helping produce Association Rockstars. And of course, thank you to everyone listening in live or afterwards. Any questions or ideas or comments you can post if you're watching the recording, we'll get back to that as well. Until our next conversation, Association Rockstars.